Welcome to Him for Her Radio, women's hot topics. Ladies, this show is for you. Find clarity, discernment, and discover who you are in Jesus Christ, all while exploring the hot topics of the day. She's an evangelist, founder, and president of Him for Her Ministries, and she's here to tell it like it is. Your host, Shug Burry. I'm in awe of the music. I love it. Oh, my gosh. This is Suge Burry with Him For Her Radio Women's Hot Topics. I love John. He is my Ed McMahon to Johnny Carson. He comes up with these songs for me, and he shocks me every time. So I'm just praising God. If you're just tuning in, you guys are in for a hot topic today. Today's hot topic is women mentoring women. And we're going to cover some of the stuff like why even get mentored? What is mentoring? How do I begin mentoring? Do I need a mentor? There's all sorts of questions that we're going to cover here. And ladies, listen up. Um, I just think it's so super important that we all unify and get together on this topic. And who do I have with me? Mm -hmm. But one of my favorite people in the world, Linda Burns, my co-guest host. Linda, say hello. Hi, Shug and Bev. Yeah, I'm so glad you're here. And Bev Canaris, who is one of my mentors in life. And I tell you, she is just mm-hmm. mentored me in ways that she doesn't even know. Let me tell you, listeners, a little bit about Bev. She is a wife, a mother, a grandmother, a teaching leader for Bible Study Fellowship for how many years? 30. 30 years. She's a speaker, teacher, and mentor to many. Uh, Bev's life purpose is to teach the Bible and to share the gospel of Jesus Christ in order to raise up Christian leaders to serve the church. Bev has mentored hundreds, you guys, of women through her teaching, training and leadership, small groups. I mean, it's not uncommon to see her teaching to six to 800 women at one time. Um, she's also really had a heart for leadership, small groups, one-on-one. Her life verses from Galatians 2.20. If you don't know what it is, I'm going to share it with you right now. I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live. The life I live now in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. You know, all of you out there, I know she can't hear you, but would you clap for my mentor, Bev Canaris? I'm so thankful to have you here. Thank you, Shug. It's great to be here. (laughs) I can hear it. Yeah, that's cute. Thank you. I'm excited about this topic. As you can see, this is part of my life purpose, a very Mm -hmm. important central part of it. So uh, I'm anxious to share with your listeners and to get us all excited about this topic and motivated to not only get excited with emotion, but to actually take a step of faith and do something. Yeah, ladies, this is not just a listening show. You've got to get out there and do some stuff once you learn. You know, God's going to hold you accountable for that. Let me get right out to the first question. First off, what does mentoring mean? And how is that word different from discipleship that you hear about in the Bible? Well, I think that's a great question because you think isn't discipleship mentorship. But I think discipleship is rather this general heading over 
mentoring is a part of it. Uh, discipleship in is general, and it's the process of sanctification. It's Holy Spirit propelled. Um, it's our surrendering to him to become more Christ-like and to walk in obedience following Christ. Where mentoring, so that's the general umbrella. Mentoring is underneath that and is more an an individual specific process. It's being really in relationship with other people, helping you toward the goal of maturity in Christ. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That yeah. helps. That helps us divide those two and what it does and what they say. Yeah. And actually, as I was reading through some of the material you have, I w- I was thinking that. Um, it really is much more personal, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I would Mentoring say so. Is more personal. It is. Yeah. It is. And the Bible may not use that word, but yeah. that's a common word that relates the message of what the Bible shows us to be true about this kind of relational uh, encouragement to Christian maturity. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what What do you think qualifies a person to be a mentor? Another really great question. Well, first of all, Uh, Let me assure each one listening that you're never going to feel fully qualified. If you do, you probably shouldn't be mentoring. Um, You need a humble heart. Uh, You need to still consider yourself a learner. However, I have to qualify that a little bit. You do need to have some scriptural background. You need to have a working knowledge of your Bible. Um, Certainly, it's a huge book, and it's a lifelong study. But still, there needs to be some experience there in the Bible, uh, faithful in your prayer time, faithful to be in relationship with God on a consistent level, I would say a daily level. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there needs to be some Christian maturity there as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That, perfect? That no. Yeah. Not perfect? Yeah. Never. Oh, good. I mean, not this side of heaven. Yeah. Are we going to be the perfect mentor? Amen. I constantly see my flaws and where I perhaps have let down somebody I'm mentoring because it just, you know, I dropped a ball here or there. Mm-hmm. Um And often that keeps people from being obedient to mentoring. And you just have to, if God is calling you to do it, you have to trust him that you're Mm -hmm. ready. Um, I think it's helpful to be a few years ahead uh, in maturity and age from Mm. those we mentor. Mm -hmm. I think that's that's a help to the mentor. Yeah. What does the Bible even, does the Bible address mentoring? What does it say, Beth? Well, it talks a lot about discipleship, and it really um, gives us examples. Uh, I think one of the really, really a powerful verse from Ephesians is this, Ephesians 4, verse 11. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, evangelists, the pastors, and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ might be built up until we all reach unity in the faith, in the knowledge of the Son of God, and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. So that really describes a process here where people who are leaders, people who are a little bit farther along, mature in their faith, are to be helping mature other people. And um, there are there are several other verses there, but I want to talk a little bit about the examples. Uh, mm. Moses had Joshua, mm-hmm. and he, yeah. uh, Joshua was under Moses for a lot of years before he took over leadership from Moses. We think of Elijah and Elisha. They were mm-hmm. two Old Testament prophets, and one served under the other one for a period of time. Then we have, of course, Jesus, his example yeah. of 12 disciples, right? Disciples. Yeah, exactly. He was the mentor. And then we have Paul and Timothy and Titus. Paul mentored Timothy and Titus, mm-hmm. and those books in the New Testament are powerful. You want to learn about how to mentor someone, read those books slowly, and look for all the different ways Paul is speaking into the lives of these two younger men. Mm-hmm. 
there was such a deep love that Paul had that was so prevalent when he would when he in the Bible when you read those yeah. books yeah. that he was just so um yeah, he was just so loving and kind in his teaching. And all those examples you gave, there's an intimacy yeah. between the mm-hmm. two. They're really, you know, they established a relationship over time. Right. And, you know, honestly, Bev, uh, you're kind of like my Moses. I mean, yeah. you get up there to that pulpit. Now, ladies, I wish you could see mm. her. She's a tiny little peanut. But when she's <laughs> up there and she's preaching the gospel, she is barking it out. She is just so filled with the Holy Spirit. And God is just working through her. So I've always thought of you like Moses. Mm. And then you've always been so awesome about mentoring so many women. When I left leadership um, at Bible Study Fellowship, how many, I think you had 100 leaders that you were mentoring. Not, I'm not including the listeners. What, wouldn't you say that's accurate number? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So 100 <clears throat> leaders that are being trained by her each and every week, in and out, every single week. Mm. Bev, what do you think, um, it's, why do you think it's important for women to still mentor women today? Well, first of all, I think you have to have um, this kind of relational transfer of the gospel. Mm -hmm. And when it's relational and in that context, like you said, the loving relationship that Paul showed and these other examples, the the relationship they had is how that gospel was transferred. Um, Paul wrote to Timothy, guard the gospel. Guard the gospel. Mm. And so as you pass along the truths about the Christian faith, this is guarding the gospel. This is protecting the truth about who Christ is, about how we can be saved through his uh, sacrificing and his death on the cross and then his resurrection. We, too, are resurrected to new life. Amen. So that yeah. has to happen. That true, Those truths have to be transferred person to person. And that's what the gospel is. The gospel is the love of God sending his son, Jesus Christ, to die for us. If you're just listening, my name is Shugbury, him for her radio. We have got a hot topic today called Women Mentoring Women. I'm here with my co-host, Linda Burns, and my mentor, Bev Canaris. Thank you again. Yes. So, um, Bev, what do you think are the best, greatest benefits for that mentee? Well, for the mentee, I think it's it's helpful for them to grow. Yeah. So often we can get kind of stuck spiritually or we're kind of searching. As yeah. This isn't even saying we, maybe we're not even a Christian, but we have questions. We're wondering about um, spiritual things, mm-hmm. and we kind of want to take a step towards that. And perhaps there's someone listening now who is kind of in that place, and they see someone they admire— Yes. a Christian woman that they perhaps could would like to spend a little time with. And I would encourage that listener to go to that Christian woman and to ask her out to lunch. Mm. So that is first, that they, they're going to um, help clear up some of maybe their questions, their searching. Also, I think it's really equipping. Mm. So often we don't have a good understanding of who we are and what God's purpose is for our life. And mm. a mentor can help you discern that. I know when I'm in a mentoring situation, one-on-one, I will have them do a spiritual gift test. We'll talk about their strengths. We'll talk about their personality type, just to have a starting ground for what might be a good fit for what God may have as their purpose in life. And we're all looking for purpose. And when you look for your purpose through the Bible and through Christ and through another Christian, I think it's going to be very helpful. That's so encouraging. Mm-hmm. Just when you say that to mm-hmm. me, I you know, just saying it right here, I think, oh, that would be so encouraging yeah. mm-hmm. when you're kind of searching. And, you know, the women mm-hmm. that I've 
had the privilege of mentoring, they've come up to me out of the most bizarre circumstances. One woman came up. Um, she was in an adulterous relationship. She wanted some mentoring. She wanted to know what to do. And in, 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 she didn't use the word mentoring. She's, you know, because that's not the word that they're thinking. They're thinking, Suge, I know you believe in Christ. What should I do about the situation? Should I leave my husband since I cheated on him? No, no, no. Let's sit down. Yeah. Let's start this together. Let's get into the word. And I might even take a book or something else and, and go through it with them. Another circumstance, um, we all know it's a good friend of ours. Uh, she came walking across the room and said, Suge, I want to be your roommate at the BSF Leadership um, uh, <laughs> Conference because I want to know more about what you do. And lo and behold, now she's an evangelist. I mean, you know, this is this is how God has wired us together, and I've been mentoring over the years. So it's oh. really so much fun when you stick your neck out to ask someone or if you're the one who's receiving and, and God pulls forward the right people. Yes. Well, and you know that and that leads us into the next the next part of this is what what benefits and what's what's really the um, blessing that comes from being a mentor. There's many of those, but can I just add one to a blessing to the person who's mentee. being mentored? Yeah, the mentee yeah. is accountability. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I think that's an important part of this because that accountability, knowing you you have to be whatever prepared or read up or prepared for this person, and that she, you know she's going to ask you these questions and these these things, and she, she's holding you responsible really for what you're learning. Yeah, that's a key part of growth for anybody is accountability. So yeah. I add that, but let me go on then to the benefits for the mentor. Well, relationally, I have to say, you know, Shug. One of my dear, dear friends, Linda, dear, dear friend. I mean, when you're in um, these kinds of relationships of mentoring, you really make a lifelong friend. Just Mm -hmm. this morning I met with somebody. Last week I met with one gal one-on-one, and we've become dear friends. I stay in touch with the gals I mentored 12 years ago. We still all get together. So number one would be the relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, You have new loves in your life. And then also it challenges me to grow as well. Um, it also challenges me to be vulnerable with them, mm-hmm. to share my life experiences with them. They want reality. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody wants to just hear a bunch of spiritual platitudes. Mm-hmm. We want reality. So you have to, as a mentor, you have to share personally, get down to the gut level, get down to truth in your own life. And that will encourage them. And you got to get real, ladies. You know, this isn't about, oh, look at how great I am on the outside. No, we got to get real. It's women mentoring women, women shepherding and and just loving each other. You're exactly right, Bev. It's a way to pass on the gospel, too. Again, you you have to share this truth with others. This Mm -hmm. is the Great Commission Mm -hmm. in Matthew 28. Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing Mm -hmm. them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I'm with you always. Teaching them and this is what we do in this type of mentoring relationship. And also, Paul said in Second Timothy 2, entrust to reliable people who will also be qualified to teach others. So we're in this multiplication process mm-hmm. as we mentor. Mm-hmm. We're passing it on. We're passing the baton, hopefully to the next generation. We don't yes. want it to die with us. Yes. And you've been such a good example of that to me, Bev. I just thank you, you know— from the bottom of my heart for all of the mentoring that you've done in my life and your example and your leadership. My gosh, mm. talk about leadership. If you're just listening, this is Sugbury, him for her ministries and radio. And what I'm going to say, I'm just going to take a minute and talk about it. Him for her ministries 
does quite a bit of things. Not only do we have him for her radio women's hot topics, but we also go into the darkest corners of the world and preach the gospel. And I go in and I work with the women inside a prison and I shared that Jesus Christ. And what drives me nuts is to watch these women leave prison so pumped, so excited, born again, brand new. They get to the gate. Mm. They're scared to death. And I see them come back in a couple of weeks. They reoffended. They didn't know how to pick up pieces. They didn't know how to live this new life. And we have started him for her mentoring inside of the prison. We are working with the Department of Corrections closely. We're not part of the Department of Corrections because this is a Christian organization, but we are working with them, the communication. What can we do to walk alongside women? Women are women, ladies. It doesn't matter if they're inside a prison or not. Yeah. And, and I really am encouraging you, would you pray for these women inside a prison? Would you also pray for our mentors that are part of this program? I would love it if you guys would donate and help us to mentor women, mentoring others. And you just go to him for her ministries. Go online, H-I-M, number four, Mm. her ministries. And right now you have that opportunity to mentor someone by your giving. Mm. Ladies, I learned this from Bev. And Bev has always taught me that when you are one who, um, you can only lead people as far as you've gone. I remember hearing you say that time and time again. And so with that in mind, what words of advice would you give to the women out there that maybe are considering mentoring? Mentoring another woman or someone from both? Both. Because it's the same thing. It it is the same thing. thing. You know, I had the privilege of working some with the inmates as well. And that was... um, that was uh, one of the greatest privileges of my life. I mm-hmm. I loved him so much, and it was hard to say goodbye when my term ended there. Yes. But um, a woman considering mentoring, here's what I would say. Love them. Mm-hmm. Pray for them. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, you, a lot of times we say just just pray. All I can do is just pray. Well, that's it. That's Almost everything, is. really. Mm-hmm. Love them. Pray for them. Believe in them. Mm-hmm. You're going to be most impacted by someone who believes in you. And Paul, the Apostle Paul, believed in Timothy, believed in Titus. Also, minister to them. Um, Paul laid hands on Timothy and commissioned him and and entrusted him with the church to take Mm -hmm. care of and to build. Um, Encourage them. Encouragement is something all of us need. It's like oxygen to your soul. Mm -hmm. So be an encourager Mm -hmm. of these women. I get so excited, especially when I'm working with younger women, just to sit down and start encouraging them. And they're just like dry little leaves. They're so yes. thirsty for that because mm-hmm. young mom at you know at home or working and trying to do home and all at once, they're, they're dried mm. up. They need someone to believe in them, to encourage them, pray for them. Um, and then let's not forget, challenge them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is where the growth comes in. You know, I know you can do this. Yes. You know, go say yes that you will do this. Yeah, Teach and this they class want in you your to. church. They need. They want somebody doing that in their life. They do. You know, there's so much information yeah. here. Bev, would you uh, stay with us and do a part two? I mean, I just want to get into um, just the great meat of it. You know, how do you become a mentor? Where do you start? How do you reach out? You know, let's get into the the fine tuning of it. Um, uh, would you be able to do that with us? I would be happy to. I've got a lot more to share here I, and real mm. practical things <laughs> that I think every person considering mentorship needs to know. Now, if yeah. you're listening, don't be shutting this off, ladies. I mean, I don't want you to flip the channel because I believe in God appointments and I believe that God has got you tuned in and listened right now because he either wants you to become a mentor to someone 
or he wants you to be mentored. Um, yesterday, I met with a woman inside a prison, and she shared with me as we were giving her hope, you can do this. She goes, the only thing I have ever heard is you're not going to amount to anything. And oh, so she hmm. said, for you to just even tell me, you can do this. I yeah. believe God wants to lift you up and yes. make you victorious in Christ. Yeah. You should. You could see her just light up. Yeah. I mean, she only had like a fifth grade education, and oh. this woman felt she could take on the world. Why? Because we believed in her in yeah. Christ. It's powerful. Yes. Mm-hmm. It is. Powerful. Yes. I, I love that, Shug. And that's what you just demonstrated right there in those words is exactly what a mentor can do for someone. Uh, it can help them to discover uh, themselves. It can help them to uh, be a better wife, a better mother. Um, you can help them, train them up in order to so that they can then train up their children in the faith. Right. Those are very important things. Talk right. about passing the baton. Yes. You don't want to neglect your own family. Right. My daughter asked me, she's going to teach a Bible study to her kids and asked me if I wanted to be a part of it. And I'm like, yes, oh. all I have to do is show up and yeah. be there and it, and to see her, you know, and just have rich discussions yeah. with my granddaughters. And you bring up a really good example, Linda. You know, you don't have to go out to look for mentees. Yeah. You know, you got them in your own house. Yeah. Right. You got your grandkids. Yeah. How many grandkids do you have? Ten. Oh, my goodness. I know. People, you should see her. She's a hot mama. I can't believe that you got ten. I'm going to live vicariously through oh, you. Oh, they're so fun. But they will always remember. What do they call you? Nana. Nana. They're going to remember Nana. Love the Lord and leaned into yeah. Scripture. And, you know, you were mentoring them. Bev, how many grandkids do you have? I also have ten. So we're in a dead heat here. With wow. <laughs> I don't think I'm happy nose. anymore. I, 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 I don't <laughs> think I am either, but don't hold me to that. Do you Not have some decision. examples that you guys deliberately do with your grandkids to leave that legacy of, of mentoring? I do. I have one that I am. It just started with the birth of my first uh, grandson. I shared the gospel with him when he was first put in my arms because I want to be the first to share Jesus Christ with them Mm -hmm. and how much they're loved by him and what he has done on their behalf. So this and this is how I remind each one of them when I tuck them in bed at night, Mm -hmm. I do the cross on their forehead and on their cheeks and on their chin. And I say, Jesus Christ love you so much. He died on the cross to save you from your sins. Then he rose again, and now he lives in heaven today, and he's always watching over you, mm-hmm. sweet child's name, because he loves you so much, and so does Yaya and Papa. And then mm. I give a kiss on each eyeball. They laugh about that part. Oh, I, oh, I, I kiss that. him right on the eyeball <laughs> and tuck him in with that. Yaya and Papa. Yeah, we're Yaya and Papa. I and, love it. Oh. And I tell Bible stories um, comes easily for me, or I'll do life lessons, talking about a Navy SEAL once. I did a whole session of devotions. I'll do devotions when we're traveling together uh, in the evenings. Explain what a devotion is. Well, a devotion is a little, um, maybe a piece of scripture, something like that, where I will explain it, and we will talk about it, and and then I'll ask questions from the children. Mm. And they love to participate. Participation Mm -hmm. makes them listen. Mm -hmm. And um, they can just expect that when I'm there, that Yaya's going to have her devotions now, this time of talking about the Lord and Mm -hmm. asking them questions Mm -hmm. and um, try to have some really fascinating stories in there. Kids love stories. 
Yeah, in the more and some fun too. Yeah, and then I tell silly stories too with two made-up characters called Sammy and Sally. Oh, cute! Don't ask me about those; they're pretty bizarro. (laughs) What a blessing to be a grandmother and be able to do that. Um, You know, I just want to thank you two so much for coming on, Linda Burns, my co-guest host. Would you come back and help us to do part two on this? I would love to. Uh, That would. I mean, I'm just learning just so much from both of you and Bev Canaris, my own Mm. personal mentor, who I love so dearly. You know, you can just die and know confidently that you have raised up a whole, not a village, but a whole state of women Mm -hmm. uh, that just want to reach out and help other women get to know Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Uh, John back there, I know you're listening. Thank you so (laughs) much for helping us in the production booth. You are welcome, Shug. Always a good time. And if you're listening, would you guys help us out? Him for Her Ministries. We can't do this radio show without you. We need your sponsorship. We need your mm. donations, and most of all, I, you know, listen, ladies, I want to bring that gospel of Jesus Christ, that hope to women in the darkest places in the world, and that can happen through radio. It can happen in prison. It can happen in, in, in engagements that we have in women's conferences, but you know what? I can't do it without you. So if God's blessed you, would you be a blessing to others and help him for her ministries? Mm. Bring Jesus Christ to these hearts of women who need it most. Ladies, I love you tons. Over and out till next time. This is Sugbury, host of Him for Her Radio. I love you. <laughs>